It's now time for Talkin' Boxing with Billy C. It began as a podcast, went live on the net, and transformed into a full-blown empire. It's the only daily boxing talk show on the planet, hosted by the only guy with the balls to do it. Many have stepped into the ring. Many have tried to take the belt. And one by one, they've fallen. Another victim of the undisputed heavyweight champion of Boxing Talk Radio. Talking Boxing with Billy C is on now. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. And we're coming to you live from the Billy C. Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Calagero, and it's time for the Billy C. Show. Good morning, good day, good evening. Whenever you're listening, whenever you're watching, I hope you're doing okay today. Today's show is being brought to us in part by Sal's Neighborhood Pizzeria and Italian Restaurant, located on beautiful St. Simons Island in Georgia. Check out the website, www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com or give my man a call, 912-268-2328, 912-268-2328. Find out why I go all the way to St. Simons for an authentic Italian meal. And today's show is being brought to us in part by my book, Tom Molino, From Bondage to Baddest Man on the Planet, is available right now where all good books are sold. And you can get a copy right now where you're watching or listening to the show. Just go to barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com. Find out why I'm so adamant about getting uh, Tom Molino's story told. And uh, you should be reading this book. Hey, you want a signed copy? Just visit the website, billycboxing.com. Click on the book. Can't miss it. If you're looking to get more than one copy, drop me an email. Billy at Talking Boxing. T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G.com. Well, let's get right to it. Deontay Wilder against uh, Luis Ortiz Saturday night in Brooklyn. Um, Wilder won. Uh, Wilder knocked out uh, Luis Ortiz. Two minutes uh, and five seconds was the official time of the 10th round. Uh, Here's the bottom line. Wilder looked good. Wilder did what he had to do. Wilder showed me a lot in this fight. Number one. Uh, let, well, let me let me start off with the negatives, okay, and get them out of the way. The negatives I saw in this fight is that Deontay Wilder has not really improved on anything. He still has terrible footwork. He still is all over the place. He has no defense, all those things. However, what's happened with Deontay Wilder's Deontay Wilder's punching power has superseded everything else, and it's been working for him. And not only did it work on Saturday night, it worked against a guy that really tested Deontay Wilder for the first time in his career. Deontay also showed me that the guy's got heart. He's not just a big mouth. He's got lots of heart. And he also showed me that he's got a chin. Contrary to what all of us, including myself, thought uh, that Deontay has a weak chin, you can't say that he's got a weak chin after the fight with Luis Ortiz. Luis Ortiz had him in all kinds of trouble, not only that one round, but several other times, and not once did Deontay hit the ground, despite coming in off balance, etc., etc. He showed me a lot. Now, uh, am I going to say anything negative about Luis Ortiz? No, because Luis Ortiz came to fight too. Forget about how old he was. Forget about anything. 
Deontay Wilder did what he had to do. He won the fight, and he looked good doing it. Joining me right now to get his thoughts, uh, my man uh, Sal Rocky Senecola. Sal, what was your thoughts on the fight? Good morning, Bill. How are you today? Boy, I'll tell you, my thoughts, uh, my thoughts, I, I, I was full of, of uh, ideas and thoughts and comments uh, that uh, that I, I just was um, impressed. And I was also, as much as I wanted and I liked and I was enjoying seeing Deontay Wilder do what he had to do to win, I, I almost, you know, I felt bad for Luis Ortiz because he was a good man, good story, and I knew that one guy had to leave that ring as a loser, and we knew that. And uh, I, I'm glad Deontay Wilder, I think a lot of questions were answered the night of that fight. And Luis Ortiz, let me tell you something. My hat's off to him, too. I mean, he was a, a great opponent, a great fighter. I think he would have beaten a lot of guys out there that night. And uh, uh, he as we suggested, he tested Deontay Wilder beyond what I think you, uh, even myself, may have thought that he was capable of doing. And uh, uh, I think it was a great fight. It had a lot of excitement, a lot of ebb and flow, and uh, it was a great fight. I, I, I enjoyed seeing it. You know, the, it the, a lot. the other thing that uh, was evident in the fight was the conditioning. Nobody can yes. ever say Deontay Wilder is in condition because at the end of the day, as we were going in that fight, I'm watching – and I'm saying to myself, okay, Luis Ortiz is running out of gas. Um, now, Deontay Wilder, he took a shellacking. And, you know, I, I, the one thing that I was impressed with, um, uh, with, with his corner, because his corner really didn't say much, but they did tell him to, uh, you know, try to stay off the ropes, you know, and, and he tried. You know, I, listen, the big question now, I mean, I, you know, I, I got quotes uh, uh, from both uh, at the end of the fight. Um, you know, a lot, uh, my hats go off to Deontay 100%. He, he got the win. That's all that matters. But what was evident, you know, if you got to try to improve on something, you know, if you go back to the, to the uh, you know, to the gym and, and after a performance like this, it's very easy to get uh, complacent and figure, okay, this is it. I, I'm the guy. I'm, I'm as good as I said I was. Uh, but, but the facts are the facts. Um, the truth of the matter is, is Deontay Wilder has no defense. Deontay Wilder has no footwork. And Deontay Wilder has nothing except a, a, a power hand. Now, granted, it worked. He got it all done. And and the other thing uh, that uh, he showed me was a lot of heart. I'm not taking anything away from Luis Ortiz. He just ran out of gas. Uh, and that's it. You know, uh, Wilder was the better man. I, I mean, what are you going to say? You know, I mean... Uh, um, and, and I'll tell you what, I like his post-fight, uh, his main comment was, and I, and I quote, a true champion always finds a way to come back, and that's what I did tonight. Luis Ortiz yeah, is definitely a crafty guy. He put up a great fight. We knew we had to wear him down. I showed everyone I can take a punch. He was hitting me with those ferocious punches, but they didn't have sting on him. He was throwing combos that knocked me off balance. I just had to get my range back and my fundamentals back, and I was able to do that. I showed that I was a true champion tonight. He did show he was a true champion. He did show that he had heart. But I got news for you, Sal. Never once did he show that he knew about distance. It's funny he mentions that because that was the one thing on my notes that I kept writing down, that Deontay doesn't know how to throw a punch from the proper distance. Now, what he does, what he is able to do, 
is is uses punching power to bail him out of trouble. And that's what he did on Saturday night. The guy that knew about the punching distance and range was was Ortiz. He knew when to uh when when he was in range. And his counter punching uh was very effective. But let's keep one other thing in mind, Sal. He was a southpaw. And southpaws give all orthodox fighters trouble. So I think adding to the mix of, you know, uh, Deontay finally fighting a, a, a top fighter and the fact that this guy was a southpaw and the fact that Deontay Wilder still came out on top in the fashion in which he did, I can't say anything negative at this point. No, Bill, and you know what? I, I can't either. And, and you know, what, what can I say? I, 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 I was glad to see that Deontay was tested and proven all in the same night. And I think that uh, what I was more excited for was the fact that here was this guy that, uh, you know, a lot of people had doubts about his real ability to to do what he did. And he just went past the the gates and the finish line uh, that I think in a surprising fashion and uh, flying colors. Um, I mean, his chin was tested, as you suggested. His, you know, let, let's, let's talk about his footwork. And let's talk about he did fight a southpaw. And southpaws really don't make orthodox fighters look too good at any time. So I think that Deontay Wilder is also, what is he, six foot seven, right? Yeah, he's six foot seven. Go ahead, Sal. Tell me six, about his yes, footwork. Six, Are you going to try to tell me that he's got good footwork? Here's what I'm going to try and tell you. Bill, you're talking about a six foot seven guy who, who yes, he has to have the, the, the foot span uh, twice as twice as normal of, of a guy uh, with, with the with the way he punches and the leverage and the things he does, it doesn't have to be pretty, but it works for him. And what I hope Mark Breland has uh, uh, lassoed and and surrounded uh, his training purpose and, and and ability is to use what Deontay Wilder's natural ability is to his advantage. He doesn't have to look pretty. And if that balance and that awkward style that we suggest, and, and like those those legs are part twice as normal as you would see any other guy, but then again, it's carrying a six foot seven guy. Most six foot seven guys, and I don't mean to insult anybody, it's it's hard to see athleticism in a guy over six foot two, six foot three, six foot four, six foot five, let six so seven where they're so coordinated, where they could do the things that a heavyweight champion is supposed to be able to do. It's it's not an easy feat, no pun intended, footwork. But the bottom line is, it works for him. And everybody's uniquely different, Bill. And if his sprawling style, and this is how he keeps his balance, and this is what works for him, how he can load up on those punches and let them fly, like you were suggesting, he got it done and it works for him. And everybody's uniquely different. And a win is a win. It doesn't have to look pretty. Uh, it gave the fans what we all wanted. It was a lot of action, a lot of ebb and flow. Uh, Ortiz, I, my hat's off to him. I mean, he, the guy is not only a, a, a good human being from what we could see on the up close and personal, but the guy's a fighter. The guy came in condition. I think these guys were both warriors that night. And my hat's off to both of them. And, uh, you know, Deontay Wilder did what he was supposed to do, and he took care of it in a hell of a fashion. Yeah. Is, uh, are, are you trying to tell me that you think that six-foot-seven guys don't have athleticism? 
No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I don't mean to insult them. No, I'm saying they do because look at the basketball players. Look, at, I mean, they're phenomenal. But I'm saying you cannot look at a five foot seven, five foot eight guy whose feet are right underneath him and doing things with the agility and 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 everything else in the same fashion. If you look at someone six foot seven, that's all I'm saying. No, there are plenty of great athletes, but with the coordination and the the hand and footwork, like I said. It doesn't have to look pretty. There are six foot ten, six foot eight, six foot nine foot basketball players that have the tools that could do things with the athleticism that are superior to any anybody on that level. But what I'm saying in a fight game, in the fight game, when you're supposed to have your feet underneath you, where you're supposed to be able to flow and and and, and be in position, uh, it 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 doesn't have to look pretty. But if it works for Deontay Wilder. And that's the way his athleticism is built. You know what? I I just say hone in on and on and accentuate what's positive there, and maybe negate what could hurt him and, and get rid of that. So if Mark Breland can help this guy do all those things, I say you know what? It, it's a hard argument to say, hey, guess what? This guy's forty and zero with what thirty nine, thirty eight knockouts. There's not too much you can look to really alter, uh, except just to enhance and make sure that he does keep his balance. The guy didn't leave his feet, and I, I give him credit. And I was not saying that anybody six foot seven is not athletic or doesn't have athleticism. I'm just saying that whole coordination fashion, when your legs are supposed to be underneath you and everything else, it's hard in a fight game when you're that tall to keep it all underneath you in that in that way, unless you have the exceptional positive ability to do so, like Deontay Wilder does. He's an athlete. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I got news I, for you. I got news for you. I, all I'm going to say is this. Um, I, I, your statement about uh, six foot, I, I guess you've never watched football, NFL football, no, I, or I, basketball. Saying, no, because I, there's and, guys and that big saying, guys, and bigger that me, have way better footwork than him. You know, it's, it's, it's I mean, come on, Sal. Come on, come on. All I'm saying is that, you know, his body and his athletic build is more towards – NBA, uh, in my opinion. But nonetheless, listen, and for anybody that's uh, missed uh, uh, missed the first part of the show, I don't know what the hell happened with our stream, but uh, um, the bottom line is, uh, if you're tuning in late, Deontay Wilder knocked out Luis Ortiz, two minutes and five seconds of the 10th round, and what I thought was a fantastic fight. I'm giving Deontay Wilder all the credit in the world. What I was saying was, was that this is a guy that really doesn't show anything in terms of uh, boxing ability except for punching power. Now, with that said, though, he got he took out a, a, a top, in my opinion, forget about the age, forget about the layoff, forget about all of that. You got to give Deontay Wilder credit for not only winning, but winning in the fashion in which he did. And, oh, by the way, he was on his way to Dream Street, how he stayed up. And like I said in the beginning, in case you missed it, I'm giving Deontay Wilder all credit. He proved that he's got heart, and that's something that a lot of fighters um, that say they're their best never really prove that they actually have the heart they say they have. Deontay proved that to me on Saturday. He proved that he had heart. He proved that he had determination. And they had a game plan that I feel... Um, well, I don't know what their game plan was, but it looked to me that Deontay Wilder had one thing in mind. Knock the guy out with my right hand. When he got in trouble, that's all he did. 
He wasn't trying any defense. He wasn't trying to move. All he was trying to do was time Luis Ortiz to nail him with the right. Eventually, it came. Um, Where does that take him? I mean, uh, you know, is there any other heavyweights that are going to beat this guy? Uh, Is there somebody that can counter? Sal and I also discussed the fact that Luis Ortiz was a southpaw. Also, tough for an orthodox fighter to deal with. Uh, You know, did he prove anything other than his punching power on Saturday night? That's the question uh, we have to ask ourselves. Did he prove anything other than punching power, in your opinion, Sal? Bill, yeah, and and like I said, just let me let me also, I, I, by all means, uh, what I suggested earlier, I was just just trying to defend when you said he has got no boxing or no no footwork. That's my opinion. Was, That's my know, opinion. He's got no footwork, Sal. He's got no footwork when it comes to a boxer. And and all I was just suggesting, as I said, a guy his size, you know, it, it's he doesn't have to look like a ballerina. And he did what he had to do to get in, to get out. And I'm going to tell you something else, Bill. You know what he did? He was hurt early enough in a round by Carlos, uh, by Ortiz, where he knew well enough to hold on, close the distance, and do what he had to do to survive that round. And like I he said, he didn't hold the, on. It, he and and neither. And I tell you one thing that 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 I was shocked about Luis Ortiz. Luis Ortiz. With the, a guy that was supposed to have all the experience he had in the amateurs, when he was in trouble, not once did he try to hold on. Not once. He didn't even know to hold on. Now, Deontay, when he was in real bad trouble uh, prior to that one, well, actually, in that seventh round, he clinched and held and did everything. I mean, at least he knew that. Well, he did, but that's what I'm saying. That comes innate. And let's, let's give both these it's guys some credit on this level. Remember. They're both undefeated, and guess what? I don't think they've ever been in that position before where they were looking for that life preserver, like, holy smoke, what just happened? What do I do next? And sometimes when a fighter first gets hurt like that in the middle of a fight, your instincts take over, and you, you do what you got to do. And, and you know, for Carlos Ortiz, this may have been the first time he was really rattled. Come on. If, if, if We didn't see it happen to him before. The guy's undefeated. The guy's a very special fighter. Deontay Wilder in his own right now, I've got to say, is a very special fighter. And that's all I was saying, <laughs> that these guys have both faced the first times in their career a, a situation. And like I said the other day before uh, the fight, I said, we haven't seen the best Deontay Wilder as of yet because of the dance partner. And guess what? I think we've had a lot of questions answered. I think we've seen the Better or the best of what we've seen from Deontay thus far, and let let's uh, let's give both fighters the credit they're due. Luis Ortiz was a phenomenal opponent, a great great guy. I thought he wouldn't make it out of the sixth round because I I didn't see much, but guess what? He proved me wrong and shut me out. The guy is a champion. The guy's a fighter. The guy has a heart, and he has a hell of a punch. And for Deontay Wilder, all I'm going to say is, congratulations, my hats off to you. I think I think he shut up a lot of people. He takes a great punch. He takes this and that, and you know, uh, he he does have to work a little bit on 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 closing the distance. But the guy, like I said, both fighters were facing for the first time bit. in their career what it's like to get their brains really rattled and get 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 up and keep the distance. One held and one didn't know what to do. So you know, uh, let's give him some credit, both of them. 
First of all, we saw the best Deontay Wilder on Saturday yes. night. And we're not going to see a better one. He's not going to improve. He can't improve. If he didn't sh- – listen, and he may not have to. That's the truth. He may That's not true. have to improve. He might, he might be able to get by with exactly what he's doing right now. But make no mistake, this is a guy with terrible footwork. I don't know what you're watching. Uh, he's, he has no defense. And I got news for you. D- despite him having, I think, a good jab, he doesn't use it enough. The guy, and and you know as well as anyone, when push comes to shove and you're in trouble and you're in a war and you're in this and you're in that, you go back to what comes naturally to you. And what, what Deontay Wilder showed me is that this guy is going to depend on his knockout punch forever. Now, with that said, uh, it worked for him on Saturday night. Uh, I read uh, uh, Wilder's quote uh, earlier. Uh, I know some people, uh, we were having some issues, you know, thanks to YouTube because they suck. But, uh, you know, Deontay Wilder said a true champion always finds a way to come back, and that's what I did tonight. Luis Ortiz uh, definitely is a crafty guy. He put up a great fight. We all knew we had to wear him down. I showed everyone I could take a punch. He was hitting me with those ferocious punches, but they didn't have any sting on him. He was throwing combos that knocked me off balance. I just had to get my range back and my fundamentals back, and I was able to do it. Uh, I showed that I was a true champion. I believe he did show that he was a true champion. As far as getting his distance and everything, I said earlier, he did not get his distance, not once in the fight. I think that that's one thing. You know, if they could work on one thing, they have to show Deontay Wilder how to utilize his distance because that's something that he did not do. Uh, And, you know, a harder punching fighter will give him trouble. But, um, you know, it is what it is. He won the fight. He won it in dramatic fashion. What can you say? Credit uh, and hats off to Deontay Wilder. Ortiz said it was a great fight. I performed well. I thought I was up on the scorecards going into the 10th round, but it's heavyweight boxing. You never know what's going to happen. I almost had him, and I think if there would have been a few more seconds in that round, I would have. Um, you know, and like I always say, if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. Uh, the truth of the matter is, is that Luis Ortiz performed well, but not well enough. We don't get participation trophies in world title fights. Uh, you know, if he's looking for a pat on the back, he got it. Uh, but uh, he wasn't able to, to, to close the, the door. He wasn't able to, to complete the job. Uh, and, and Deontay Wilder was. So, uh, no, the credit goes to Deontay Wilder, not to Luis Ortiz. Luis Ortiz at least brought something out in Wilder that I didn't know existed. Uh, I was glad to see that he had heart. He did look a little nervous in there in the beginning of the fight. He did look like he didn't know what was going to happen. But as time went on, Luis Ortiz tired out. And that was the the equalizer. When Ortiz was quiet, a little bit tired, uh, he was able to uh, slow down just a bit for Deontay to start to catch him. Uh, So, yeah, you know, um, Wilder, uh, you know, now the big question is, you know, how does, after this performance, does Wilder match up with Anthony Joshua better? I think so. I think that uh, Deontay Wilder has that punch. And, and you know, when you look at Anthony Joshua, his main weaknesses are defense and a suspect chin. So those two weaknesses that AJ has fit right into the, the only strength that Deontay has, and that is punching power. Uh, and patience. He seems to have patience waiting. I just wonder uh, why Luis Ortiz didn't fight more inside. I said that the game plan should have been for him fighting inside, and when he was inside, Deontay Wilder couldn't do anything. It was when he was on his, 
you know, a way where uh, Ortiz couldn't land a punch, uh, Wilder did. So I, I don't know. I, I think that uh, we saw the best Wilder, Sal. I don't think we're going to see a better one than that. Um, it is what it is. Hold, I know you, you got a, a comment, so hold that thought. We're going to take a short break, and uh, when we come back, uh, we'll continue. Deontay Wilder's victory over Luis Ortiz. We'll be right back. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us. And uh, I apologize. We had uh, some uh, technical issues uh, at the beginning of the show. Uh, just so everybody knows, uh, you know, Deontay Wilder uh, is getting, all, at least uh, from me and Sal, he's getting all the credit in the world for his victory over Luis Ortiz. Uh, my opinion is that we saw the best Deontay Wilder that we're ever going to see on Saturday night. He can't get better because he's just not. He relies on his power, and it's been working for him so far. Uh, Sal, you disagree with me. You think he's going to get better and that we haven't seen uh, the best Wilder. Explain. Well, I said the other day in a pre-fight, I said we have not seen the best Deontay Wilder as of yet because he he needs to be proven and showing us uh, with a dance partner that he could do it. And guess what? He did that just this weekend. Exactly. No, I think I, I, that's my point. I, I, I was okay. agreeing with you, but I think we did see the best Deontay on Saturday. I don't think it's going to get better is my point. What I'm saying is this. I'm just saying when one fighter with the heart and the soul and the ability like a Deontay Wilder, which I believe he does have, gets tested in areas that he has not been tested, I think he will rise to the occasion and prove everybody that he can do it. That's all I'm saying. So whatever he, it works for him, his stance, his ability, it works for him. And that's what I was trying to say with a unique athlete, uh, his size. Let me, let me give you another analogy here. What was there, a 40-pound difference between these two fighters? Something like that? He, he came in the lightest he ever uh, came in recently. What, 213 pounds? And what was Luis Ortiz? 263, 53? What was it? No, it was 240. Uh, I think he weighed 242, Ortiz. Are you sure? And, yeah, I'm sure. And, uh, and Wilder weighed 214 and a half. All right. Well, gee, that's, that's still 30 pounds. That's like uh, uh, um, that's like Triple G fighting Joe Lewis, or that's like Manny Pacquiao. Doesn't matter. We're in the heavyweight Goldberg. division. We're in the heavyweight division. Doesn't matter. And and uh, and, Billy, and 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 what what? I know it doesn't matter because okay, so, the heavyweight division. But right. I'm still saying it, it, it would be like Manny Cat Pacquiao fighting Sergey Kovalev. No, it's uh, not. It, it's not because, listen, they've shown the uh, proof that a 175-pound guy can punch just as hard uh, as a 260-pound guy. It, it, they've, they've done that. So that it's yeah. the smaller weights where it has a big difference. But, listen, I thought right. that it might have been a mistake 
that Deontay came in so light. As a matter of fact, I thought, I was thinking uh, before that fight started that maybe he overtrained for this fight and that he was going to run out of gas. But, it, you know, he proved to me all wrong and everything that I thought, except for the main part of, of, of this issue that we're discussing. He's got terrible footwork and he's got no defense. But he won, so it doesn't matter. All of those things doesn't matter. But the truth of the matter is, is he's not going to get better. You're not going to see this guy all of a sudden have great footwork. You're not going to see this guy all of a sudden uh, employ a defense that's impenetrable. You're not going to see it. It's not going to happen. But, uh, you know, what's going to happen is maybe this guy can continue winning, beating guys, including Anthony Joshua, with his power alone. That's yet to be seen. But what I said is that I think in, in, in you know, follow-up to what you suggested uh, on Friday, I think, guess what? We just saw the best Deontay Wilder uh, to date. And I don't think yes. that we're going to see a better version. And, and as far as a dance partner, the only better dance partner out there at this stage is Anthony Joshua. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing him fight Dillian White. I wouldn't mind seeing him fight Joseph Parker. Whether And, you know, if Parker beats AJ, of course he'll get that fight. And, uh, you know, as far as people saying, oh, Tyson Fury said this, Tyson, I don't care what Tyson, Tyson Fury's still 500 pounds. I, I, I don't want to even hear about Tyson Fury till he steps back in the ring. So the, the only possible opponents for Deontay Wilder right now if you're not going to give him AJ right now or Parker, whoever wins that fight, then the only other guy really is Dillian White. I, Anthony, uh, Deontay Wilder does nothing for himself fighting anybody else, Sal. That's my thoughts. Well, I agree with you. The only other fighter for him right now is Anthony Joshua. There is no other fighter right now that I would like to see and that I think the fans would like to see and boxing critics across the board would like to see then an Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder, world heavyweight unification title fight. That's, that's, that's the fight that has to be if Anthony Joshua gets past Joseph Parker uh, in, in any fashion. I think that's the fight right then and there that we have to see signed, sealed, and we'll wait for it to be delivered within six to eight months. That's well, don't be, don't count on it, and I'll tell you why. Because tell now Deontay why. Wilder thinks that he's worth uh, the fifty-fifty split. So you, we won't see this fight this year. You can you can bet your house on what? it. You're not going to see Deontay Wilder against uh, Anthony Joshua this year, yep. and we may not even see it next year. So don't even get your hopes on it. Don't. Don't. Well, Be I'll tell you what. Deontay Wilder also increased his stock. He I'm did. I'm telling you that right now. He, he did increase. He stock. did increase his stock. But you know what? Uh, he still doesn't have the pedigree Anthony Joshua has on paper. They don't. He doesn't. He, the best. Listen, we got to give him credit for this win. But, I am. But but <laughs> no no. I, I'm not saying you. I, I know you're going over the top. Uh, you know you might as well. You might as well have drank uh, his Kool Aid and you might as well put him on the pedestal and say he's the best uh, heavyweight ever, just just like Deontay says. But the truth of the matter is, is that, yes, his stock went up. Yes, people want to see this fight now, especially in the way he won. But he's still um, a limited guy. That's all I'm going to say. Let, let me just, I got a bunch of emails we're going to read. We got DaxCon coming up here in a little bit. Let me just get you guys caught up. On the undercard of that fight, Jose uh, uh, Uzukatagu, and I'm sorry, let's just call him Jose Yu. Uh, he improved to 27-2 and two when he beat the snot out of Andre, Andre Delorel, uh who wouldn't come out after the ninth round. 
Uh, Virgil Hunter is is a uh, is. I don't know what he is, but I'll tell you what what he isn't. A good trainer. That's all I'm going to say. Darrell got the snot beat out of him, and no one was happier than I. I hope we never see a Darrell brother in the ring again, uh, although he did show some sportsmanship at the end, and it seemed like he uh, said to uh, Jose, hey, you know, uh, basically what has happened in the past wasn't a reflection on me. Uh, a fight's a fight. They had to respect each other. It was a very entertaining fight, um, one that uh, – uh, if you watch from the beginning, uh, Jose Yuza, uh just went in there and uh, just kept throwing punches. Yuzza. Just kept going. Let me tell throwing. you. Hey, well, you know pronounce. I, go ahead. What's his last name? Say it. Uh, you you want me to say it? Yeah, I want you to say it. Use Kadagi. Oh, okay. Uh, you know I do that? Use Kadigu. Use Kadigu. But Kadigu. anyway, let me just get rid of the rest of the uh, results. Let me just get rid of the rest of the results here. Sergi Kovalev. Uh, in a very boring fashion. Um, and and I, I got news for you. Sergey Kovalev, I mean, this guy that he fought, uh, talk, talk about heart, but I, I couldn't. Heart, I, but this I, guy was offering no kind of he was a, he, Like you just said, uh, he was a punching bad. It was finally stopped. Seventh round, Kovalev improves to 32 uh, wins, two losses, and a draw. And uh, McCocklin uh, drops to 21 and two. Uh, also... Uh, uh, on that uh, uh, undercard, uh, WBA light heavyweight uh, champion Dimitri Bivol uh, took care of business uh, when he uh, basically pummeled uh, Sullivan Barrera uh, in that fight um, and uh, improved to 13 and 0 with 11 knockouts. Barrera 21 and 2 was stopped in the final round of that one. One other fight I wanted to mention that was on that card. Um, Von Alexander, the brother of Devon Alexander, uh, is a super middleweight, and he won. Uh, he improved uh, to 12 and 0 with eight knockouts uh, when he won a uh, 12, 10 round decision over Devon Lee. Uh, also, some other fights that took place this past weekend: Kel Brook uh, destroyed uh, Rabchenko uh, to improve to 37 and two. Um, Rabchenko drops to 29 and three. Uh, Gavin McDonald. Uh, won a 12-round decision over Gamal Yaffe, uh, uh, who loses for the first time in his career. He's now 14-1. and one. And Lenroy Thomas, my man Lenroy, uh, out of Florida. Uh, good kid. I, I got to call a couple of his early fights. He uh, uh, had a draw in a rematch with David Allen. Uh, it was a technical draw. Allen got a cut uh, in the very first round. And they had to put it uh, to a draw. Uh, Lenroy is now 22 wins, 4 losses, and a draw with 10 knockouts. David Allen, 12 wins, 3 losses, and a couple of draws with 9 knockouts. Uh, another fight I wanted to mention, uh, Jason Velez improved to 26-4 and four with a draw when he scored a 12th round knockout over uh, Juan Ma Lopez, who drops to 35-6. and six. Juan Ma now has been stopped in 3 of his last 4 fights. I think it's time for uh, Juan Ma to hang him up. It's, it's a shame that... Um, what's happening with Juan Lopez, really. I mean, this guy showed some uh, signs of having uh, some issues with uh, uh, his brain scans and stuff a couple of fights ago and why he's still fighting. Uh, it's probably for the money. And finally, out of Germany, um, Dominic Bussell improved to 27-1 and one, uh, when he beat uh, Sergei Demchenko, who drops to 18-12. and 116-112 twice, 118-110 with a way the judges scored that one. Listen, I'm going to take a short break. When we come back, uh, we will read the emails. We'll have some more discussion on uh, uh, Deontay Wilder beating uh, Luis Ortiz. And Dax Khan is scheduled to get catch up with us 
uh, in about a half hour. Don't go anywhere. Billy C will be right back. Now back to Talkin' Boxing with Billy C, the only radio host man enough to take a punch from Mike Tyson. Wait a minute, man. Hold, hold, hold on there. Jeremy, man, uh, I need you to take this one, all right? Wait, what? What? No way. I, I, I can't do this. Need I remind you I'm Billy C, damn it? Now put on that mustache and get in there. Hey, hey, look at me. I'm Billy C. <laughs> Crap. The undisputed heavyweight champion of Boxing Talk Radio. It's Talkin' Boxing with Billy C. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us. And uh, we've been talking uh, mostly about Deontay Wilder's uh, uh, performance over Luis Ortiz this past Saturday, and it was a good one at that. Uh, no question about that. Uh, proved uh, a lot of things, at least to me, uh, on the on the good side. Well, I'll start off with the bad thing because the only bad thing I saw of uh, Deontay Wilder is the fact that he's never going to get any better. He's going to constantly rely on that punching uh, power of his right, and that's the end of that. Now, the big question is, is can he get by with that? And it looks that like he can uh, because uh, he showed me that he definitely has heart, determination. He stuck in. He hung in there and uh, overcame. I mean, listen, the guy was in some serious trouble. And uh, he overcame that and came out on top. And and it was a decisive win, Sal, by winning by knockout. Because I got news for you. I was getting ready for a decision that people were going to be pissed about. I had Luis Ortiz up in that fight. I also couldn't help but think of Larry Hazard when Steve Farhood gives uh, Deontay Wilder the 10-8 round when he dropped uh, uh, Ortiz early in the fight when uh, technically um, Ortiz was winning that round. I mean, that's exactly what Larry says. You know, you get a flash knockdown, and that becomes a three-point swing. Well, going into that 10th round, 10th and final round, I had Ortiz up by one point. I had 85-84. And uh, as I said, it was a Yeah, but you scored that a 10-8 round, that one knockdown? That knockdown round, when uh, with the first time that uh, Deontay knocked down Ortiz, did you score that a 10-8? What round was that, the fifth? I, the I fifth, right? Yeah. I think it was the fifth round. I did score a, a, a 10-8 okay, round. Okay, so this is this is the argument that Larry makes all the time. And, and, and you know, Steve Farhood scored a 10-8. And everybody has this, uh, 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 you know, delusion or illusion that uh, that because there's a knockdown, you automatically scored a 10-8. That's what Larry's been talking about. Because in that round, Ortiz was winning that round. Ortiz was winning that round up until the knockdown. So now I, it comes to the question, how do you score it? Do you automatically score a 10-8 round for the guy who got the knockdown, ultimately giving that a three-point swing? Or does that fight get scored 10-9 in Deontay's favor? You know, either way, Deontay won the round. I'm not suggesting he didn't. It's just a a, a matter of how much. You know what I mean? But uh, I, well, let me just say, I also gave Ortiz a 10-8 round, beating Deontay Wilder yeah, in the seventh of round. Course, of, of course, of course, of course. All right, let's get some emails out of the way. This first one's from Jesse. He says, "Hey, Billy C and Sal, uh, horrible boxing display by Wilder, but it works for him. Credit for Ortiz." 
he displayed, I guess, some skill, but should have worked the body and was uh, should have been lighter on his feet and move more, uh, move his head more. I didn't learn much from Wilder other than he took a punch and knocked out Ortiz. He is so awkward that it helps him with his style, but there's no technique. Ortiz was trouble uh, with Wilder's reach. Ortiz had trouble with Wilder's reach. I think Ortiz uh, should have thrown the uppercut when Wilder was throwing those wild punches. The crowd was booing for a good time of fight. I hope Joshua wins. Uh, and finally, this fight's on, but Parker's is pretty good. Um, you know, the funny thing is, and, and just getting off topic here for a sec, you know, when the crowd was booing, I said to myself, this is what these, you know, uh, new young fans don't understand. Fight game. If you want to get boxing back to the popular or at least close to being as popular as, as it once was, you need fighters that are willing to get in the pocket and exchange. That's what the fans, that's why they were booing. That's what they wanted to see. Now, whether you could make the argument, oh, that's not the sweet science or not, that's neither here nor there. If you want the people to pay and go into the arenas and watch the fights on TV, et cetera, et cetera, you got to give them excitement. You got to give them action. And that's what they were clearly looking for. They got it. Um, I, I don't, I'm not going to say I disagree with Jesse because I agree with the point that uh, Deontay Wilder doesn't have boxing skill. He really doesn't. But he, apparently 40 fights under his belt, he doesn't really need it. You know, uh, he's got the pop to, to take care of it. As far as Ortiz and the criticisms that uh, Jesse's given him here, um, you know, I he couldn't be lighter on his feet. He never was. He, he couldn't move his head more. He never did. I, I mean, you're, you know, you're expecting him to do things he never did. You know, so the bottom line is Deontay Wilder beat Luis Ortiz, and Luis Ortiz was at his best, I think. And uh, Deontay Wilder was clearly the best I've ever seen him fight. Uh, that's for sure. Even though um, I still don't think he's got good footwork or defense. But I don't think it's going to change. We're not going to see it. The guy's got 40 pro fights under his belt. We're not going to see him all of a sudden dancing, uh, you know, like Sugar Ray uh, Leonard. You're not going to see it, you know. Uh, you're going to see what you saw. And and he's going to rely on that no matter who he fights. You agree with that, Sal? I agree he still has room for improvement. And I think he can tighten it up a little bit. But as I said, he's a very unique athlete. And I think the way he can, and this is what I was trying to say earlier about a taller athlete, they have different ways to compensate their balance. And the athleticism in the, these, these guys over six foot three, six foot five, they have to do things uniquely different that maybe uh, a five foot six guy doesn't have to do or has to look pretty doing. And it works for them. And uh, that's all I'm saying. Deontay Wilder did what he has to do to let it work for him and his unique features and his unique style and his unique build. And uh, if that's what it takes to get the foundation underneath him so he doesn't lose his balance, then that's what works. It doesn't have to look pretty. It doesn't have to look like a five foot four gymnast. And it's not going to. But that's what I'm just trying to make the comparison different. So you think, a, you think Deontay has balance? I think he's got balance for his size. For what that's what I'm saying. We don't know, you know. Like I said, if you look at what he has to do to keep his balance, he stayed on his feet, and he's, he he was able to carry that big frame. And the bottom line is, and I'll tell you this too, Bill, he got tested on the body. Luis Ortiz did hit him with some body shots, and you know the guy, as you suggested, did not just bend over and fall because he's built like a toothpick. He's a very unique kind of athlete. 
And you know what? I, I could I, I, I thought that his athleticism was going to prevail, and it did. Yeah, you, uh, you and I watched two different fights. I saw him go to uh, Deontay Wilder's body uh, maybe a half a dozen times throughout the whole fight. So how that how that proves that I was wrong? No, it I don't know. Prove, I, don't know I said you. he got tested, Bill. I didn't say it was a tested. Was a, six, a, you're going to say jury? you're going to say six punches to the midsection is testing his body. Come on, please, Sal. Did you watch the whole fight? Did you watch the whole fight? You didn't, did you? Okay, all right, all right, yes, all right, I did. All, all, right, right, all, right, all right, all right, all right. Hey, look. Uh, Jesse goes on to say, uh, Jose Hughes, because I'm not going to even murder him again. It's not uh, fair. You got to Had a good win, deserves a top eat. fighter, maybe plant Eubank Jr., Truex. Yep, I, I agree. Uh, he says, excellent win for Bivol. Uh, he has the boxing yes. to beat all the light heavyweights. Bivol versus Kovalev next, if not versus Joe Smith, Jack. I, why? Yeah. Uh, okay, all right. He says, your thoughts on Deverinchenko? Is he ready for a big step up? Um, uh, you know, uh, he should be. He, he, You know, yeah, we don't have the pool of fighters, guys. We don't have the pool of fighters. So, you know, uh, you know, when you got a guy, Bivol has 13 fights under his belt, but he's got a championship belt. So, yeah, you know, all this, oh, is he ready for this guy? Is he ready for that guy? That's out the window. He's ready for anybody. If he's got a championship, I don't care how many belts there are, you're ready for anybody. I'm so sick of that crap. Oh, he's still developing. Oh, he's going to get better. Give me a break. Then he shouldn't be a champion. Uh, what's your thoughts on Tefimo Lopez? He's ranked 15 by the, C by the uh, WBC. That's a joke. Uh, he's on a fast track. He's only got eight fights. How can they uh, rank him at number 15? Listen, they're ranking people at high rankings for a little bit of fights, and the reason is simple. There's not enough fighters. You know, you got all these sanctioning bodies that have their own top 10, top 20 guys. They won't rank another fighter who's in another organization. So you, we don't have that many fighters to go around. We're lucky pro debut guys aren't ranked in the top 10 already. Uh, Joel says, uh, while everyone was focused on Wilder Ortiz in the boxing world, I ordered UFC pay-per-view on Saturday. And uh, Adelie Bird rejoined to the uh, re return oh, to uh, So she does WWE. I, I don't want to talk about UFC. I Thanks yeah. for the email, Joel. Raheem. Uh, good morning, Billy and Sal. It's Raheem. I was impressed hey, by Ortiz. I was impre he's impressed by Ortiz. Or Ortiz came in shape, and Ortiz put pressure on Wilder. Wilder, in my opinion, gave uh, Ortiz respect due to his power. Uh, this was a great match, and at our house, we were all excited about it. I give Ortiz props for challenging Wilder due to the fact that the top heavyweights had been ducking Wilder. Ugh. Nobody's ducking Wilder. I I'm not even reading it anymore. No one is ducking Wilder. Okay? Nobody's afraid to fight Wilder. It's the same thing with Mayweather. Nobody was afraid to fight Floyd. Floyd didn't scare anybody except his accountant but, uh, and women. But uh, nobody's afraid to fight Deontay Wilder. Come on. Please. This is uh, from Jamie from New Zealand. Hey, Billy C., after watching a Wilder fight, I think you'll agree Deontay's stock has gone up, but I have to say yours has gone down. You were saying Ortiz was going to throw the fight he, that he's really 45. No 45-year-old can move like him. Wait, wait, wait. Was he fleet on foot, Jamie? Come on. Uh, why do you uh, have to be constantly negative about any boxer but AJ? That's not true. I get tired of people like you judging boxers by what they say rather than what they do in the ring. It's hard not to. 
And 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 I tell you the truth, I've been giving uh, Deontay Wilder all the uh, accolades and credit he deserves. But it's not like he baffled us with boxing ability. Contrary to what Sal says, I disagree. I don't think that this guy shows us any kind of boxing ability except for his punching power. I'm sorry. He doesn't. He doesn't. You know, I, whatever. He says, I enjoy listening to your opinion, but I think you can, uh, in this instance, you can give yourself an uppercut on your assessment of the f- pre-fight. Way off the mark. Would nice to hear I admit you're wrong. I, I'm, I'm admitting it. What else you want? I mean, I admitted I was wrong. I picked Ortiz, and I was wrong. Hey, it happens. You can only... The best thing that happened was that Deontay Wilder beat him the way he did because there's no argument. You know, if that fight would have went uh, the way it was going and ended and went to the scorecards and Wilder won uh, that fight by a wide margin, of course people would be upset. But the best thing could have happened. Wilder won, and he won by knockout. Left no doubt about it. Um, Let's see. We've got a couple more here, Sal. We got uh, this one's from uh, Rick. He says, uh, hey, Billy C., I haven't been watching many fights lately. I turned in, tuned in tonight because I knew how much of a fan of Deontay Wilder you are. Uh, I agree. I'm getting it today. Uh, I agree with you. Wilder is way overhyped, but I'm starting to appreciate his style of playing possum, them striking his opponent when they're out of gas or out of ideas. It kind of reminds me of Bernard Hopkins, except Wilder knocks guys out. You know, I, I wonder if that really, I mean, it does kind of look like that. But I don't think that Wilder was playing possum at all. I think that he was trying to time Ortiz. And Wilder was starting to get a little tired too. Now granted, Wilder's age and the fact that he's in fantastic shape, and nobody can ever say he's not, he was able to recuperate a lot quicker. Ortiz, once Ortiz got tired, it was over. Similar to Anthony Joshua when he was out on his feet, gassed against Klitschko, and somehow he comes back and recuperates. Well, that's... When you're in a younger fighter and you're in good shape, that's what happens. If you replenish the oxygen, that, that one minute that you're resting, it gives you enough time. Plus, your body's training all during training. You're resting for one minute. So your body's used to recuperating in that one minute time. So a guy that's in better shape will uh, you know, recuperate a lot better than a guy that's not. Plus, uh, you know, I don't believe Ortiz was really 38. But that's besides the point. That's besides the point. Um, anyway, he says, uh, I think Sal said Wilder has octopus arms. Uh, that's a good description. I think his long arms are just as useful on defense because he can tie guys up and uh, deflect shots with his elbows. It's true. Wilder uh, shouldn't need six rounds to figure guys out. He should be knocking them out. Uh, I, I don't know if he's taken. He says, I'm still excited to see him fight Joshua. I think putting Joshua. I think uh, he, he says, I think you're putting Joshua on a pedestal, meaning me. Um I, you know, I don't know if he's trying to figure guys out, Sal. I don't think he's taken six rounds to figure a guy out. I think he's taken six rounds to figure, the, 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 you know, trying to time it. He's a one-dimensional fighter. That's my opinion. Well, I like I said, you and I are going to have our differences, and that's the way the uh, fight fans do. I mean, we, we, we both can appreciate certain fight qualities or for certain uh, things about each fighter. And... Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be on the same page. And like I said, what I'm suggesting, a win is a win. And, you know, it may not look always pretty, but, uh, you know, you can't you can't argue a knockout. I'm not. Listen, I'm not taking anything from Deontay. I'm just calling it like it is. Deontay Wilder impressed the hell out of me. 
I, I, he's he definitely uh, gained stock for me. Just remember something. Just because I'm saying that this is a guy that will never get better, that doesn't mean he won't continue to win. Rocky Marciano, I've said this many, many times on this show, that Rocky Marciano is in the Hall of Fame and is regarded as one of the best heavyweights ever, not because of his skill. This was a guy that did everything wrong. He did everything wrong. All right, the difference with, with the reason why he's in the position that he's in, Rocky Marciano, is because he overcame all those deficiencies and still was knocking people out. I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm, not, I'm certainly not comparing Deontay Wilder to Rocky Marciano, but Deontay, uh, Deontay Rocky Marciano, Deontay <laughs> Wilder is performing and winning without skill he doesn't have any skill he's got punch of power he's got no skill please he has no skill but he's winning that's all i'm gonna say anyway oh boy uh, oh boy he's got no skill sal i don't care what you try to to, i I don't know what you're trying to do or how you're trying to say it but there's no way that you can convince me that this guy has anything more than punch and power and like i keep saying it's enough for him okay but this guy does not have any boxing skill. End of story. He doesn't even deliver. When at, at certain points, he doesn't even deliver his jab right. He hits with the the, the his um, heel of his hand. He slaps. Anyway, um, let's see. What do we got? Two more. Uh, I think. Let's see. Let's hope. Three more. Well, yeah, three more. Um, four more. Jeez. Um, <laughs> this one's from Sean. He says, hey, Billy C. and Sal, Sean from Jersey here. Just wanted to say it was a great fight overall. I was in the crowd at the Barclays, and they were booing nonstop, especially when Wilder started running and not throwing back in the beginning of the fight. I was impressed by Wilder's chin and grit to come back, but he needs to go back to working on fundamentals if he wants to beat Joshua. Those awkward-style punches won't work because he doesn't have the power but but he does have the power, so anything can happen in the heavyweight division. Big ups to Ortiz. He put on uh, a great uh, fight, but gassed out. I wouldn't mind a rematch. Uh, let me know what you think about uh, the video above and a potential fight. He's, he sent me a link to a video that uh, my man Mitch had already sent me. Um, this was uh, down in the uh, uh, basement of the Barclays Center. Uh, Daniel Jacobs and the Charlo brothers met. And uh, boy, did that sound like uh, a couple of uh, street guys talking to each other. But uh, but the bottom line is uh, Daniel Jacobs said, hey, call, uh, fight. You know, uh, Charlo's been talking smack about Daniel Jacobs. And all of a sudden, Daniel Jacobs was right there in his face going, hey, I'm ready to fight you whenever. And uh, as big as Charlo always looks, he didn't look too much bigger than Daniel Jacobs, I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> I agree with uh, Sean. Uh, but uh, again... You know, you're talking about a fighter with 40 professional fights. You know, to work on fundamentals is easy to say, hard to do. You know, it's like in baseball. If if you watch baseball, you'll see in spring training and and in in warmups and stuff, these guys are constantly working on fundamentals: how to field, how to how to hold the bat right, how to swing, how to throw. All these fundamentals that you would assume that they've already learned since little league, and a lot of times. They go through the motions for muscle memory. Um, If somebody could all of a sudden teach Deontay Wilder uh, footwork and teach him a defense with 40 fights, uh, I would, uh, you know, 
uh, I would give him all kinds of credit. I don't think it's going to happen. I think what's going to happen is what we saw on Saturday night. We saw Deontay Wilder show us that he's got heart, that he can take a punch. Uh, for all intent and purposes, like Sal said, he gave him a, a scored uh, Ortiz a 10-8 round uh, in that seventh. Uh, for all intent and purposes, he should have been ruled a knockdown. The ropes kept him up. Uh, the, the referee could have almost even waved that fight off. I mean, there was so many things that went on. But at the end of the day, night, uh, Wilder survived and came back and won by knockout. So uh, all credit goes to uh, Wilder. Um, Willie says, uh, hey, Billy C., what an exciting fight between these uh, Wilder and Ortiz. I was pleasantly surprised. And after having watched it, I realized how stupid I was to believe the conspiracy theory that Ortiz was going to be fighting uh, to a planned script or take a dive. I was, I'm so glad I was wrong. I thought that both fighters fought like true warriors, and that definitely the best man won. Uh, Wilder showed us that he has heart, and I liked the way uh, that both he and, and his corner didn't go into panic mode when things got seriously bad in there for no. Wilder. I agree with that. The corner good was point. very calm. Good point. Yeah. Wow. No, I, the, very the, good. The, the corner was calm throughout that whole fight, yeah. so. They were calm, and, and like, hey, boy, I'll tell you, and that last punch, that uppercut was devastating. I mean, it was unbelievable. He came um, up with that. He says... Uh, I think that we witnessed Ortiz aging before our eyes during the later rounds, but he sure did put up a good fight against Wilder's onslaught, even though it ultimately proved to be too much for him to endure. Uh, I hope that the Cuban has a good twilight career, and I'm sure he'll be involved in some decent scraps down the road. I like him and wish him all the best. Uh, so what happens next? Are we going to get Wilder, Joshua, sooner than later? Eddie Hearn got other plans for cash cows, etc. We'll have to wait and see, but whatever happens in the next... Whatever happens next in the heavyweight division, one thing we can be sure of, it's going to be exciting. I look forward to hearing what you guys say. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, like I said earlier, don't count on um, uh, or t uh, don't count on uh, Wilder uh, um, AJ this year. It's not going to happen, and I don't even think it's going to happen next year. I don't That's know, what, Bill. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll, we'll, see. we'll, we'll see. see. But I'll tell you what. What's What's going to happen is this. It seems that Sal, hold uh, that thought. Let me just get this last email out okay, of the way, okay? okay. Uh, because uh, we got Sal, uh, we got uh, Dax coming on, and I, I just don't want to have any emails hanging around. Uh, Johnson says, "Hey guys, uh, I hope you enjoyed the fights this weekend. There were plenty to get our teeth into. I'm curious to know what your views on the fight was. We've been talking about it all morning, so uh, he's not convinced with Wilder, although." It was made uh, me see that Joshua Wilder fight has a little bit more, mainly so I could see Wilder get knocked out. I wouldn't be so. Hey, listen, Wilder's got the equalizer, man. He's got the pop, he does. and uh, and Anthony Joshua's—he's got just as suspect chin as as anybody else. And I and I always thought that Ortiz had a granite chin, so uh, you could take that. That's why I'm giving Deontay so much credit um, for uh, for utilizing his punching power. I don't think he's got anything else, but he's got punching power, and he knocked out a guy that's got a solid chin. I'm sorry, Ortiz has a solid chin. In my opinion, it may be more solid than AJ's. So um, he says the fight has received rave reviews on this side of the pond and being compared to uh, Anthony Joshua versus Klitschko. It should because uh, the only difference is Klitschko uh, had a much better pedigree than uh, than uh, Ortiz, but still it should be compared. Uh, he says, I was on the other hand feel it only had an air of AJ's epic win over Klitschko uh, because of the stadium. The only comparison is that it was a seesaw fight and Wilder showed good spirit when he was in trouble, just like AJ. From uh, this, is, this is Johnston talking. For me, Wilder looked average at best until the knockdown in the fifth, just like when he fought Gerald Washington. Even after the knockdown, Ortiz rallied and took over the fight again until the stoppage. Uh, Wilder looked out of uh, 
his depth for big chunks of the fight against a game opponent who took advantage of his flaws. I think the southpaw gave Deontay a lot more trouble. I think that yeah, was think so. part of it, too. I think so. Yeah. Uh, I just kept imagining a fit Tyson Fury in the ring on Saturday. Would Wilder have... Uh... You know, I, I tell you what. Um, Tyson Fury does not have the punching power of a man his size. No, so yeah. uh, I think that uh, Deontay would have handled uh, Tyson Fury's... Uh, uh, power and you know I don't know if Tyson Fury can handle Deontay's. Deontay's got some pop, guys. He really does. I mean, there's no question about that. When you saw, listen, I saw him hurt Ortiz more times than Ortiz went down. So um, he says maybe I'm being critical. Maybe I'm not a fan. Maybe the comments before the fight didn't help either. When Eddie Hearn, uh, yeah, when when he said Eddie Hearn's just another white man milking a black. Yeah, that's the problem with young black America. They're constantly throwing the race card around. Deontay, I wish he wouldn't have said it because now people are going to be able to say that. Um, you know, if Deontay didn't make that comment at all, he would have looked a lot better this morning. But I guess it depends who's looking at it. Some people like those comments. I personally don't. Um, he says, this guy's so stupid, it irritates me. Yeah, I agree. He's not the sharpest tool in the shed. Uh, he says, I hope, uh, but I love how he is with his daughter. And God bless him and the troubles that he and his daughter are going through. Uh, I've always said I like the man, and I do. I don't like uh, his antics or anything, but as a father, um, you know, I, I could see a guy that talks as much trash as Deontay does pounding his chest, but when you see him with his little girl, he looks just like a, uh, the cowardly lion. He, he would lay down and do anything for that kid. You can see it, and it's pretty obvious to me, and I respect him for it. Um, he says, uh, I just hope the fights. Uh, uh, I hope he fights another valid opponent next. All I could see is Wilder making excuses, demanding contract negotiations for the winner of AJ, blah, 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 which is true. He's on being overcritical, or am I missing something, Billy and Sal? Enlighten me. Nah, you're not. I, I, listen, I think that... Uh, um, he, uh, I think that he did what he had to do. Um, and, and one last email I want to just spit out real quick. Uh, my man Mitch says, Wilder earned $2.1 million for Saturday, and Ortiz okay. took half a million. Uh, he says Ortiz should have gotten at least a million. I thought Heyman was uh, helping change lives, LOL. Um, you know, this has been our argument, Sal, about, uh, uh, about, um, Deontay Wilder, you know, trying to accept uh, the money that uh, Team uh, AJ is offering, but his value had to go up Saturday. Well, I'll tell you, I know, and it, it, it's a it's a shame. I, you know, I thought that, that you look at Luis Ortiz; he just got a quarter, one fourth of what uh, Deontay Wilder got. But uh, I'll tell you what, his stock, Deontay Wilder's stock, as I suggested earlier, did go up. He increased his value. And uh, I, I, I'm telling you, I'm ready to see him fight Joshua or anybody else. Yeah, well, good. Uh, let's take a, a short <laughs> break, and when we come back, uh, we're scheduled to have uh, Dax Khan join us. So uh, don't go anywhere. Billy C will be right back. Part of the Billy C Boxing Network. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now, or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> That's my face. I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to talking Boxing with Billy C. He may not have an Excellence in Broadcasting Award, but the night's still young. And he's got martinis. So you never know what may be by morning. By morning. 
It's Talking Boxing with Billy C. Talking Boxing with Billy C. Now back to Billy, Billy C. C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're listening and watching the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us today. And uh, we're talking about Deontay Wilder's uh, epic win over Lu- Luis Ortiz Saturday night in Brooklyn. Join us to give us his thoughts. Dax Khan. Good morning, Dax. Hello. Well, what How's do you think? today? What do you think? Yeah. Give us your thoughts. Well, well, you know, the the fights, all the fights this weekend were were high quality in my opinion and to um stress how high the quality is you have to look at the opponents you know first off with the um today's uh, topic you know, Deontay Wilder versus Luis Ortiz uh Deontay Wilder has to be looked at in a different light in my opinion um especially after what took place in round seven him surviving uh, that onslaught from Luis Ortiz um I I do think that maybe the fact that the round you know, the bell ended and um, sounded and ended that round, you know, kind of benefited Deontay Wilder, maybe another 10 or 15 seconds. Uh, he would have been down, you know, you know, that's only hindsight. We never know. But, uh, you know, he did what fighters do. He he answered back. Um, he didn't just stand there and cover up and hope to weather the storm. He did uh, look to throw some punches of his own. Uh, you know, so he, he showed he has a solid chin. He showed he has heart. Uh, Luis Ortiz, in my opinion, after this loss, his stock didn't really drop. Um, he, too, was hurt early in round five. Uh, he bounced back. He didn't go into a uh, let's survive mode. Um, he might have been lucky there as well if he did get up and there was maybe another 10 or 15 seconds. Deontay Wilder may have stopped him. But, you know, uh, both guys showed heart. Uh, you know, there's always questions around these big punchers, be it Deontay Wilder, Luis Ortiz, or any big puncher, on how they're going to react when in those situations. Both these guys, uh, sh- you know, they both shined. If I was going to knock Wilder on anything, of course, as everybody it's that wild reaction he has when getting caught. Um, so far, it's worked well for him because he has that big right-hand equalizer. But one day, it may backfire on him. And it doesn't have to be an Anthony Joshua. It doesn't have to be a uh, Joseph Parker. Everybody in the heavyweight division is dangerous. Everybody with that 220, 230 pounds, they get that behind them. You know what? They can be a knockout puncher. Hopefully, Deontay Wilder can correct that a little bit with Mark Greeland in his corner. Um, let's hope the winner of the Anthony Joshua and Joseph Parker fight uh, signs and they uh, get the Deontay Wilder fight and we get a unified heavyweight champion finally and um, the loser of that fight in my opinion a fight against uh, Luis Ortiz would be great uh, the heavyweight division once again you know is, uh, is is live you know there's some more excitement in that heavyweight division again so this was a good fight for the sport and uh, the division this weekend in my opinion well I think good it was point. a great fight 100%. for the sport I think that Deontay Proved a lot of things. Um, he proved he's got a good chin. I don't think anybody. And, and and listen, nobody's ever saying that that Luis Ortiz was known for being a devastating puncher or anything like that because he really wasn't. But he definitely landed uh, some solid shots, and he had Deontay in all kinds of trouble. I, I respect Deontay. I don't think he's got the glass chin everybody uh, says. He's got the same kind of chin. As AJ has, AJ has been down in sparring just like uh, Deontay. And the other thing is, is I've always looked at Luis Ortiz with a granite chin, Dax. Um, so, I mean, Deontay showed me something, but he also showed, in my opinion, obviously, uh, if you've been watching or listening to the show, you know that uh, Sal and I are on different sides of the fence here. But I don't think that we're ever going to see Deontay Wilder get better than what we saw on Saturday. I think it was a great performance, and I'm not saying that we won't see a similar performance against even AJ. 
But the truth remains is that he's not going to get better. He's not going to all of a sudden know how to have footwork. He's not going to all of a sudden, uh, um, you know, have solid defense. It is what it is. And like you just said, your exact words is why I'm saying this. The equalizer is his right hand. And so far in 40 fights, 39 wins by knockout, the equalizer got him the wins. The only way for a fighter to get better, even at that level, after that many fights, is to be placed into those situations like Wilder was in Saturday. He was never placed into that situation, so he doesn't really know how to handle it. A lot of that, I believe, is also uh, contribu- uh, contributes to why he... Um, gets reckless and wild after getting caught with a good shot. You know, um, you know, being in that situation a few more times, he would know how to uh, remain a little bit more composed. Uh, some of those punches by Luis Ortiz on Saturdays where Deontay Wilder, you know, more or less came in there a little bit reckless, uh, looking for that big right hand. So we we'll take a guy we'll use um, in the past, you know, my guy, Lennox Lewis. Lennox Lewis, he suffered a, um, you know, a pretty um, – not only was he rocked in the Frank Bruno fight where he came back, you know, similar kind of how Deontay Wilder was this weekend with Luis Ortiz, but then he gets stopped by Oliver McCall when he gets overconfident with himself. But, you know, then later on, you know, he learned as he got into tougher fights when he got in with the David Tuas or the um, the Shannon Briggs and uh, Tommy Morrisons who put him into that danger and Lewis became a thinking man's fighter. So for uh, Deontay Wilder to progress and get to that next level, he needs to be put in some more tough fights and they can't bring him back down to these more or less PBC house fights that he's been in so far. With what? With what, Dax? Well, if he if he expects to get better, if the, these flaws and that to to fix, Deontay Wilder has to be put into these more fights where he has to become a guy who thinks inside there and not just be able to rely on his right hand. Yeah. That's why I mentioned Lennox Lewis in the past, Mark Breland, the guy who uh, spent a lot of time at Cronk Gym, um, you know, with Manny Stewart. You know, uh, Mark Breland, maybe he can use some of that past knowledge and do a little bit of what Manny Stewart did with uh, Deontay Wilder. But it's not going to happen if they bring Deontay Wilder back down and they just keep continuing the PBC type house fighters that he's had so far. He needs more tough fights and that doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be Anthony Joshua or Joseph Parker even though that's the fight we want to see he needs tougher fights and guys that can test him not guys that can just go in there and take that punch and go down all right listen listen um what what you just said and Sal and I've been talking about this for months um if if years actually you know in a perfect world if they would have and this is why I have said everybody thinks I hate Deontay Wilder it's not true this is why I have said that his team has not taken care of him because if they had been progressively increasing his level of opposition 20 fights ago, we would see a guy that is much more technically sound than Deontay Wilder. But fast forward it to, to Saturday, and now you have a guy that, that proved to a lot of people, and you know I'm thinking of myself right now, he proved to me that he's got heart and, and a chin, which was important to me. And, you know, he's 40 wins with no losses, 39 coming by knockout. I just don't see, and I'm not suggesting that you're wrong about they can't start putting him back in there with cupcakes, but I don't see him all of a sudden trying to, you know, right the ship because it's worked so well for him. And then if push came, let's just say for argument's sake, you know, they, 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 uh, you know, they, they listen to Sal and, uh, you know, they work on his footwork. They tie the old string to his feet. And next thing you know, this guy comes out and he's dancing hey, better than yeah. Fred Astaire. All right. And he's got footwork known. Uh, nobody has ever seen. All it would take is one shot to put him in trouble. And then he would go back to what comes naturally to him. So, I mean, I don't know what the correct answer is here, but I don't think 
that they are going to spend too much time trying to change what they got. It's It falls into that, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. He's won 40 times, 39 by knockout. The big fight on the horizon is against Anthony Joshua or whoever wins the A.J. Parker fight. I, I just can't see them going back and trying to teach an old dog new tricks. That's all I'm saying. You know what? The only person that can make that decision is Deontay Wilder. You know, he, he in the end, inevitably, he's the one that's, you know, in control and he runs the ship. So, see what happens. But, you know, as of uh, Saturday, Dante Wilder definitely answered questions. I think he definitely silenced a lot of critics. And, you know, now the only thing is we're going to wait for this next big fight to happen. And, you know, that's something that's going to have to take place between the promoters, hopefully sooner than later. But, you know, um, a little bit of justice served on that card between the uh, Andre Duell and uh, Jose Uzakatui fight. What do you guys think of that? Loved it. Loved that fight, and uh, and and not only was there uh, justice served, but it was a good old fashioned behind the woodshed type of a beating, and uh, and I loved it. And another thing I loved was Jose looked like he could go another twenty rounds. The guy that wasn't even breathing hard. And uh, and what about the chaos in Darrell's corner when Darrell wasn't listening? And listen, I, I, you saw what I wrote in the chat room. I I, I think uh, Virgil Hunter is is the most overrated trainer ever. Um, yes, he was successful with Ward, but whatever. Um, but he wasn't listening to, to uh, Virgil Hunter at all. He wasn't listening to anybody. He was actually waved his arm at them like they like he knows it all. As soon as that happened, I, this fight's over. This guy's not going to win. You know, they have chaos in the corner. It reminded me of an, uh, of an Adrian Broner corner. Well, one thing I'll say about this is that Andre Durrell... I'm surprised that he didn't fold a lot sooner. Um, and maybe you can uh, benefit or credit Virgil Hunter for that. As far as Virgil Hunter as a trainer, I think he's a, a very good trainer. Is he a great trainer? No. He's a, a perfect trainer in terms of record with Andre Ward. He's undefeated, and um, since Andre Ward, he's winless. So either way, you know, his record is uh, pretty steady. But, you know, uh, Darrell, more or less, um, just like all his fights, once Durrell feels that he's getting put on the back foot, Andre Durrell, you know, he really doesn't seem to have that dog inside him, contrary to the moniker that his brother has. Um, you know, in that sixth round when he was letting his hands go, when Uzukagui was kind of taking his foot off the gas and he was landing those hard shots, and Jose really didn't budge at all, I think that even dejected uh, Andre uh, a lot more. Uzukagui, one thing about him is, you know, he has very underrated defense, if you notice. You know, he rolls with punches, he catches a lot in the gloves, he pulls back from a lot of these punches, and, uh, uh, you know, with the way he fights and the way he kind of leans in there, you're always uh, thinking to yourself, this guy is one uppercut away from being brutalized. But, you know, he has a, a very solid chin. He keeps uh, control inside there. So um, I'm pretty excited to see him against uh, Caleb Truow. And, you know, what happened in the first fight was kind of erased. What happens next for Andre Durrell? I'm not really sure. You know, a long time ago, uh, maybe even during the Super 6, he pretty much shot his marketability. As far as uh, Jose Uzukagui, uh, with that uh, super middleweight division the way it is, if he gets another couple big wins, you know, we have ourselves again another hot division that kind of died out for a while after the Super 6. You know, we have um, uh, some of the fighters here, the fighters from over there. So that may be another division to watch for, in another, uh, you know, inside the next year or so. Uh, Dax, I, I know we're a little limited with time today, but I know you're 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 high on uh, Dimitri Bivol. He uh, dismantled his opponent, which was a good opponent in Sullivan Barrera, uh, on uh, on Saturday uh, over at the Garden. Um, this kid just seems like he's the real deal. And Kovalev, he came out and was with a human punching bag. I don't know. I don't know what to think, but I I, I I'm not. 
I still I'm not sold on Kovalev anymore, but Bivol yeah. looked like the real deal. Um I, I got nothing else to say. I mean, what's your thoughts on on those two fights? I know I know you love Bivol. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, quick on the uh, the Kovalev and uh, McAllen fight. Uh, McAllen is a good fighter. Um, you know, he's not known, but he, he's a good fighter. He has a decent amateur pedigree. Um, he's also a world champion. He's an IBO world champion. He won that from uh, two division world champion uh, Tommy uh, Tommy Uzentuz, uh, You know, Tommy Gunn last year. But unfortunately for uh, Igor, he has the light heavyweight punching power of uh, um, a Kasim Umas type. But he's very sound and solid. You know, he was catching Kovalev a lot in, in that fight. You know, he was catching with a lot of punches. But again, because he doesn't have that power, he wasn't able to hurt Kovalev. And Kovalev, he really lacked in that fight. He didn't have that killer instinct like we've seen in the past. As you mentioned, you know, he didn't have that crusher instinct. Not even the same um, type of aggressiveness and instinct that he had in the uh, Shabransky fight. Some people may say, well, that's because uh, him and Igor grew up together or uh, they were on the uh, uh, amateur team together. Maybe he was pacing himself. You know, there's could be a lot of reasons why his promoters or his uh, PR team will make but fact of the matter is, I don't think uh, Sergey Kovalev really has it deep inside of him. Um, you know, even afterwards when they asked him, you know, who would you like to fight next? Of course, um, he wants to avoid a southpaw right away. Um, he comes out, well, if the purse is right. Uh, but one name he did avoid was Dmitry Bivol. They brought Bivol's name up, and Kovalev, you know, pretty much danced around <laughs> that. If you gave him uh, tap shoes and a cane, Kovalev, you know, would have did this, you know, a nice little song and dance right there because Dmitry Bivol is not a name that Kovalev wanted to even uh, discuss or put on the table. Now, as for Dmitry Bivol, First thing, you know, as I said about the opponents, we got to keep in mind, um, Sullivan Barrera is not an opponent. Sullivan Barrera is a world-class fighter. Yes. Uh, Sullivan, he may be 36 years old. Um, he did lose that one-sided uh, fight to Andre Ward, but again, that was the very best version of Andre Ward. And Andre Ward was, at the time, you know, pound for pound, or maybe at worst, second pound for pound fighter in the sport. He's a big guy. He looked a lot bigger than Bibble in there. You know, he has wins over Joe Smith, Carol Morat, uh, Shabransky. Um, in the amateurs, he has great wins. Um, he held a slew of minor titles. You know, I sound like a, uh, a Sullivan Barrera PR agent, but you know what? That's just to enforce. Sullivan Barrera is a serious fighter. And Dimitri Bibble had an easy time in there. Um, Sullivan Barrera, the question on Bibble, like Wilder, leading up to this was, how's his chin? Barrera tested that chin. Barrera's not a, a huge puncher, but he's a respectable puncher. Uh, the face of Bivol, you know, the swelling and the uh, hematoma around the eye, that was caused by headbutts. That wasn't caused by the punches. And one thing that I really liked about Bivol is he reminds me very much of a Triple G or a, or a, a, a Lomachenko. Not that he's at their level yet, but his demeanor and his calmness inside the ring where he doesn't get rattled, even when his corner is trying to reassure him that the cut and the uh, hematoma is not bad. You know, Bivol wasn't even really concerned about that. He he had, uh, you know, tunnel vision. He had what was right in front of him, and that's all that mattered. So, you know, that just tells me that Dimitri Bivol, you know, is ready for that next step. And the, the key thing was afterwards what he said. Uh, you mentioned something before about this, and you say about it all the time. Once uh, you're a world champion, there is no such thing as easy fights. Dimitri Bivol laid it all out there. I have a world title. I want to fight the very best. I got one. All you got to do is come to get it, and you have an opportunity. This isn't a guy talking about money. He's not a guy talking about politics. This is a guy talking about he wants to prove he's the very best, and that's what you have to like about a guy like Dmitry Bivol on top of the skill set that he has. In my opinion, Dmitry Bivol beats Sergey Kovalev. He beats Adonis yep. Stevenson. He beats uh, um, he beats Peter Beef. He beats everybody in that division right now if they fought next. I concur with you, Bell. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I believe I'm, you. I believe you. No, I'm, I'm with he's great. Both. He's solid. He's solid. He's sound. He's solid. He's fundamentally, like I said, he keeps his composure. He doesn't get rattled. Uh, I, I became an instant fan. All right, I, I saw what Dax has been promoting and seeing, and I said, "Wow, this guy is the real deal." 
That's that's my opinion. Listen, Andre Ward said a week before the fight when they asked me, and he said, if Demetrius Bivol beats Barrera comfortably, all questions on him will be answered, and he is everything that he appears to be on the surface. Coming from Andre Ward, that's high yeah. praise. And I, the fact I agree that with you. not only did he beat Barrera as easily as Ward did, but he actually stopped Barrera. Well, you know, Barrera uh, is a quality fighter, and uh, he, oh, yeah. he pummeled him. He, he, he broke him down, you know? So yes, he did. He did. You know, uh, he did what he had to do. But uh, anyway, Dax, I appreciate your uh, uh, insight on this and, and your thoughts and stuff. So uh, we'll be looking forward to the next time, my man. Yes, uh, Friday, you know, we can come on. We had that Nor'easter. My internet was down. My cable was down half the day. So, you know, it was but, uh, it's beautiful out today. Yeah, it was snowing here. It just stopped. So I can't believe it, yeah, Billy. It's still yeah. snowing by you, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. All right, I'll talk to you later, <laughs> Maybe Dax. I'll go up, I'll go see my Uncle Dave, and I'll tell him about it. Yeah, Billy's still got snow, but you know what? It's beautiful here. We'll hang out for the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't stand it. I can't take it. But uh, all right, my man. Have a good one. All right, everybody. Take care. That's uh, Dax Khan giving us his thoughts uh, on the uh, fight. And uh, really, in a nutshell, Sal, uh, can't give uh, enough uh, kudos to... Uh, Deontay Wilder uh, looked good. Now, you know, where the heavyweight division goes uh, uh, is yet to be seen. But uh, uh, we will see. Now, everybody's talking about Luis Ortiz. You know, I'm not so sure he continues on much more. I saw some comments that people say, oh, he's going to become a champ. He'll be a champ. Um, you know, I, I mean, I'm not suggesting that half a million dollars is going to set him up for life. But uh uh, no, I mean, who's, you know, what's he going to do? Uh, climb the ladder again? I mean, you know, the, any of these young up-and-coming fighters, I mean, that's a tough out for an aging guy. I mean, he would want a bigger fight. Maybe Luis Ortiz against Tyson Fury to see how Tyson yeah, Fury is. I, Maybe I, that's a money fight. Luis Ortiz, I'll tell you, I think he can still put up a hell of a fight and probably beat a lot of these uh, other heavyweights out there. And don't forget he might even be the the right opponent for the loser of Anthony Joshua and Parker. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's no nothing to be uh, embarrassed or shameful of. He is a quality fighter. The guy is tough, and he can punch, and he he's got some skills. I, did you see when he got on his toes and tried to move around a little bit? He still could box. I'm telling you, Luis Ortiz is a very good fighter, excellent fighter, and I'll tell you what. There's still a lot more money out there. If he has the heart and he has the desire and the willingness to continue boxing, there's a lot of great fights still in store for Luis Ortiz, and I think his value and his stock is also going to hold value and, well, and, and, and increase. If they only paid him 500000 for this fight, how much more is he going to get? He just fought Deontay well, Wilder for the world title. How much more is he going to get? You know, well, so I, 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 I think, think they robbed him. right now. Well, established. And if he fights for another championship... Or if he fights against, if he fights against a, uh, 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 whoever, um, I'm, I'm trying to think. I just yeah, name one, name somebody. But, name somebody. You name somebody. <laughs> I'll name. I'll name a lot. Dillian White. Uh, you know, Tyson. I think. The, uh, first of all, Tyson for money, money wise, money wise, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury should be the the money fight um, for Luis Ortiz. But you know, to tell you the truth. Deontay Wilder, um, you know, I, you know, we look at him and we say, okay, what's next for him? Obviously, the fight that everybody wants to see is Deontay Wilder against Anthony Joshua. Um, but that's not gonna, ha it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen this year, okay? Because what's gonna happen 
is that Anthony Joshua is going to fight Joseph Parker. And Joseph Parker is a better opponent than Luis Ortiz. So let's keep that in mind. Anthony Joshua does not have a layup against Joseph Parker. So, so assuming, assuming that Anthony Joshua gets by Joseph Parker, which, you know, Joseph Parker could be the Luis Ortiz. Everybody thought, well, I thought that Luis Ortiz was going to upset the apple cart this weekend and beat Deontay Wilder. Well, guess what? Now that upset guy is Joseph Parker. If Joseph Parker beats Anthony Joshua, which he's got a really good chance of doing so, yes, um, now all of a sudden you got Deontay Wilder against Joseph Parker. But assuming that Anthony Joshua beats Joseph Parker, if you think, that uh, Anthony Joshua is going to come to Brooklyn and fight uh, uh, Deontay Wilder in, in the summer, like uh, Hearn has already said, that uh, AJ is going to come over to uh, the U.S. and fight over the summer. It's not going to be against Deontay. It's going to be against somebody else. And then you're going to have Deontay with the WWE move, pounding his chest at ringside and saying he wants him, I want you, don't be scared of me, stop dugging me, blah, blah, blah. You know, so, and then if we're lucky, maybe the fight at the end of the year. I don't think so. I think that what's going to happen is Deontay Wilder is going to find someone else to fight. Maybe the the loser of AJ and Parker, no, no uh, you no know, way. or, or, or step up and fight Dillian White. Dillian White's got a, uh, a big fight uh, coming up. And Dillian White, uh, to tell you the truth, Deontay Wilder should beat Dillian White. His only loss came at the hands of Anthony Joshua. Or, like I said earlier, you know, Tyson Fury's talking all kinds of... You see, the problem with Tyson Fury is Tyson Fury is outpricing himself. So he may be saying that he wants a fighter, but he wants a bigger split against AJ. You think he's going to come and fight Deontay Wilder for, uh, you know, less money than he'd fight AJ? No, no. Because... No, uh, no champion has to fight Tyson Fury right now. No. Tyson Fury is... Uh, listen... I wouldn't even entertain what Tyson no. Fury said. And I'm a Tyson Fury fan. I like I used to like him. You know, but I, you know, he's he brings nothing to the table right now. A, 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 Tyson Fury has to beat a substantial opponent. Maybe Luis Ortiz. Maybe Luis Ortiz goes and fights Tyson Fury. If Tyson Fury dismantles him better or, or faster or the same way as Deontay, now he just earned himself a huge payday against either Deontay or uh, AJ. So, I mean, whatever, you know. That's um, what I'm saying. There are fights for Luis Ortiz out there that could be made. And uh, it's just like, you know, it's so funny. During that fight, that ebb and flow, when when uh, when uh, Luis Ortiz went down and when he had Deontay Wilder in trouble, I, you know, I was seeing the complexion of the heavyweight division. And any scenario you can come up with, the heavyweight division is coming alive. And when all attention or the attention of the heavyweight division is in the boxing media and and uh, the attention's there, boxing becomes alive. I don't care what you say. The, the heavyweight division is always carried and commanded when it was a lively uh, division, when it had the uh, eyes on all who was the baddest on the planet in the heavyweights. It, it, it wakes up the fight game. So that's what's happening right now. So let let it continue to do so, and we'll see some good fights and some good things to look forward well, to. Well, nothing for nothing. Nothing for nothing, but the media... Is helping hype the heavyweight division because yes, the last yes, great, is. the last great hey. era 
of the heavyweight division was not Mike Tyson. Even though everybody liked watch, I mean, Mike, I love Mike Tyson, but that was not a great era. Uh, Lennox Lewis and Riddick Bowe era was not a great era. I mean, they just weren't. Ne and I got news for you, neither were the early 80s when Larry Holmes was in charge. It wasn't a great era. And the yeah. reason is because Larry Holmes was fighting all the, the old washed-up fighters of the previous era, the 60s and 70s, or uh, late 60s, early 70s era, when boxing probably that was the last great era of the heavyweights now from an excitement point of view um we are at a point where people are excited about the heavyweight division again uh which is great and the only way that it can be even discussed is if the guys are willing to fight and unfortunately the politics that are behind the sport will prevent the fight that we all want. The fight that we all want is Anthony Joshua against Deontay Wilder. And if people keep thinking of that mentality, oh, it's got to marinate, oh, you got to let it, oh, oh, that's wrong. Because if they fought tomorrow and whoever wins, there'll be another big fight for that guy waiting. You know, uh, so uh, no, we don't need to marinate it. I personally don't think that that fight will happen until the middle of next year. You'll see uh, AJ come over here. He'll most likely fight um, Baby Miller because Baby Miller is going to uh, beat uh, Johan Duopaz. He's not going to stop him, but Johan Duopaz is, is very slow. He's a slug. Miller will win a decision, and that's the fight you'll see. Then you'll see Deontay charge the ring. You'll see all of that stuff, and we still won't get that fight until uh, sometime uh, 2019. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, 2019, if we're lucky, next year, uh, probably the middle. To, I keep forgetting we're already in 2018. Um, uh, the end of uh, 2019. But kudos to Deontay Wilder, Sal. Uh, unfortunately, I 100% disagree with you uh, about him getting better. I do think we saw the best Deontay. And I'm not saying that that's not good enough to be the undisputed world heavyweight champ. I'm not saying that. I no, just not, don't think. I know you're careful I, not to say that. I've well, been listening. Well, and you're well, right. Well, well, I still I have my money on AJ. But the truth of the matter is, is that he's not going to get better. And you see, this is the difference. <coughs> Excuse me. This is the difference. I potentially see Anthony Joshua still in a position to get better. I could see him tighten up his defense. I could see him getting a little better than he is right now. Deontay Wilder, because there's only one facet of his game that he utilizes, and if you didn't see that on, on Saturday, if anybody didn't see that on Saturday, you're not watching boxing because he did not show anything other than his pure punching power on Saturday, and that's what we got with Deontay. And it very well may be uh, good enough to, to, to beat AJ, but I just can't see him getting better. As you suggest, oh, he's going to work on his footwork. He's going to work on defense. I, don't, I, I just don't see it getting better. All I'm going to say is Deontay Wilder said one truism. Fighters and champ, champions know how to win. And, and like I said, I think that Deontay Wilder, when put in a position, he's going to find himself. He's going to dig deep, and he's going to know how to prevail. And, you know, like I said, I, I just I just feel that that is the guy inside of uh, the body that uh, he's been blessed with to, to, to do what he's doing. I think that's the guy that will rise to the occasion. And uh, until he's knocked out, uh, I think uh, I think he's possible of anything, uh, anything in the heavyweight division right now. Well, hey, listen, power in the right hand, especially the power that uh, Deontay Wilder possesses 
it, like Dax said, his exact words, it, it's the equalizer. And, um, it is. you know, to tell you the truth, my, it helped Mike Tyson, um, you know, but Mike Tyson had much more skill than uh, Deontay. He moved his head. Deontay, if you can get inside on Deontay, you're going to be able to get him. And Ortiz was. Uh, and then I think he ran out of gas, and, and Deontay didn't. And Deontay still has the punching power. And he was able to crush him. And that was the end of that. My uh, Listen, I am giving Deontay Wilder all the credit he deserves. I, I was It was an exciting fight. I was on the edge of my seat from the opening bell till the end. Uh, I, you know, I think that uh, Deontay, uh, uh, Deontay Wilder's stock it, it totally went up. Uh, totally. I think totally that the, the interest in him, you know, are you going to say that he was, uh, uh, are people going to say that he's a great fighter? If they do, they're, they don't know the sport, but what they can, what they have to say at this point is he could, you know, be in there and be competitive with any heavyweight that's out there today. Um, and that's the end of that. You know, he's not doing anything that's so fantastic that we need to put him on a pedestal yet. He did only fight so far. That's a significant. Hey, listen, Saturday night, we saw Deontay Wilder's signature fight. Just like we saw uh, last year when AJ fought uh, Klitschko. That Klitschko. was his signature fight. And we got to see a, uh, Deontay Wilder's signature fight on Saturday. So they've evened signature fight. When you look at the resumes, although Deontay Wilder has 40 fights under his, re uh, under his belt and, and AJ has, you know, half that. Uh, the difference in the level of opposition still is in AJ's hands. But AJ's never faced, uh, with the exception of Klitschko, has never faced anyone with the punching power of Deontay Wilder. So, uh, yes, I want to see and this fight. the unorthodox style of Deontay Wilder, which is could be problematic for any fighter that he goes in a ring with. That's That's... What I've always been saying. Well, here's the one difference between here's the one difference between Luis Ortiz and Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua is the same height as Deontay yes. Wilder. Luis Ortiz was given up four inches. And oh, by the way, uh, the statistics that we were using for the arm reach was totally wrong. Totally uh, wrong. He, he I know was, that. Uh, you know, Luis they Ortiz weren't. Ortiz had an inch inch shorter, was it, or an inch shorter? No, that, that was incorrect. The uh, true length, uh, Deontay Wilder had uh, almost a five-inch reach advantage yeah. over uh, Luis Ortiz. He's not going to have that over AJ. So, you know, um, I think that Anthony Joshua, Anthony Joshua's got that uppercut that's going to land. He does. He's, it's going to land on Deontay because he has no defense. And, you know, when when he, if he learns to keep his hand, Deontay Wilder was had that similar to, Here's the difference. The, Klitschko had that right hand cocked, ready to, to punch. Yes. And he like would I go eight, nine rounds before he would let that hand go. Deontay Wilder, he too has his right hand cocked and ready to go. But that's all he's looking for. He's looking for that one shot. And when he delivers it, he leaves himself wide open. Ortiz was able to capitalize and land many, many times on Deontay Wilder. I just don't think that if, if, and it's a big if, if Deontay Wilder allows AJ to do something similar, he's not going to get out of that fight on his two feet. That's all I'm saying. But that's why they fight the fights. And at this but point, I think it's a very, very good fight to watch. 
And because of that punching power, you'd have to say it's it's close to being an even fight. You know, so we'll have to wait and see. We will have to wait and see. And I will tell you this, Billy. If uh, Anthony Joshua does get past Joseph Parker, which he should, but if he does does get past, I can't see any other opponent that each fighter, being Deontay Wilder or Anthony Joshua, is gonna going to have to face. They've got to face each other, and that fight has to take place before the end of this year. That's it. Yeah, well, I'm not saying I disagree with you, but I'm telling you it's not going to happen. I mean, that's the only fight that makes sense. But but this is but this I, is I, boxing. I the other fight, any other fight between that, if Anthony Joshua gets past well, this, Joseph Parker. Well, this is boxing. So, you know, I mean, you don't always get what you want. On this day, March if, 5th in boxing history in 1965, Ernie Terrell wins a 15-round decision over Eddie Machen to win the vacant WBA uh, World Heavyweight title. Uh, and that took place in Chicago. On this day in 1913, Frank Claus wins the vacant world middleweight title via a 15th round disqualification over Billy Papke, and that took place in France. On this day in 1977, uh, Eddie Gazzo wins a 15-round decision over Miguel Castellini uh, to win the WBA world junior middleweight title. It took place in Managua. On this day in 1934, one of the best lightweights ever, Barney Ross, retains his junior welterweight title when he gets uh, uh, the third and final draw of his career against Frankie Click, uh, and that took place in uh, San Francisco. On this day in 1954, Patty DeMarco wins a 15-round decision over Jimmy Carter uh, to retain his world lightweight title. It took place at the Garden in New York. And on this day in 1943, Bo Jack uh, wins a 12-round decision over Fritzy Zivic. Uh, in a non-title fight at Madison Square Garden. Uh, this was a rematch from a fight that took place one month earlier, which was also won uh, by Jack, a 10-rounder uh, from uh, Madison Square Garden uh, as well. Hey, uh, listen, boys and girls, we will not be doing a live show tomorrow, uh, but we will be back on Wednesday with uh, uh, my man Larry Hazard and Alex Propelli. And this week's Blast from the Past is a one that was a request, but it's not on a fighter. It's on a venue. It's on the history of Madison Square Garden, so you're not going to want to miss that. Uh, so make sure you tune in Wednesday morning. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, I'll leave you with this. Ciao, baby.